Hi everyone, I'm Les. And I'm Ashley. And you're listening to Anthropotamus, where we explore some of your favorite anthropology topics. Hello everyone, welcome to our latest episode of Anthropotamus. Today we are going to be discussing Fellowship of Fear by Aaron J. Elkins. Um, so we usually do recently, or pretty recent books that have just come out. We're doing something a little different this time. This book came out, I think, in the 80s. Um, and it is fiction. But the main character is supposedly a biological anthropologist. So we're going to be discussing that today. This was, of course, one of Les's picks. <laughs> it would be. It would be. <laughs> so on our last episode, Les had it, our last book discussion... Les hadn't read a, read the book. This time he read the book and I didn't read the book. Well, I started the book, but I didn't finish it. So this time, Les is going to be taking the lead on this one. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, just to start with, um, I I mean, we, we everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I'm a pretty avid reader. I uh, I do it for fun. Uh, and that's probably why part of what we do here is reviewing books. Having said that, this one kind of, I don't know, it sent me for a, for a ride. Uh, just, just to start with, it was, uh, the intro was like very slow, but also a bit confusing. I was lost for about half the book for about half the book. And then I realized, okay, so let's talk, you know, I realized, so we're now in Europe, and he's talking to some secret agent, and they're giving him these uh, these spy assignments, and he's just like, all right, cool, I'm fine with that. My anthro skills will get me through this. <laughs> okay, so, okay, a positive, uh, okay, one positive thing. So, um... Looking at writing style, given this was written like in the 80s. Oh, copyright here is 1982, before I was even born. Um, the writing style reminded me of the books I used to read growing up. So I kind of enjoyed that, um, the simplicity of it. Uh, because I feel like just the writing style now is, it's just it's just different. It's, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just different. Um, so I kind of enjoyed kind of, going backwards and reading something like written like it would have been when I was growing up. Um, but, <laughs> um, so there's, this, okay. So, okay. So at the beginning of the book, he gets attacked, right? And he has all this stuff going on with, you know, the police and him being investigated and this, Okay, okay, there's a few things. There's a few things at the beginning of the book, as part of the book I did read. So first off, uh, there's like this detective or police officer, something Lou or Lau. I think it's Lau. No. L-A-U. And I want to, I had a, I don't know if I read it wrong, but I referred to him as like an oriental walking in the room or something. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, you read that right. You read that right. Like, they also use the term mongloid several times. And oh, like, I didn't oh hear God. that. Yeah, <laughs> he brings that up like it was probably about halfway through. Um, shortly after 
he gets uh, into the altercation on the road where they somebody puts a hit out on him and they, they try to kill him. And uh, one of the hitmen that was trying to attack him, he describes as a mongoloid. And he's describing this to the, to the police officer who's helping him. And he says, I know he's a mongoloid because he has these features and he tries to use the bio anth features to justify his yeah yeah oh, yeah so no. he does that several <laughs> times throughout the book as well and every time he does he's he's spot on i'm talking full-on mary sue like he just picks out random features and said well that's only oh, from this man. area of the world so that's how i know no i i don't remember that, was, that. what that part was of the book was a little was ways that? in that was like i said after the um Okay, I haven't gotten there. I'm totally yeah. gonna finish this yeah. book now. This, this is great. Okay, okay. The terminology is bad. Don't use those, those are terms. very outdated terms. And should, <laughs> the... I mean, they're, they're in uh, a lot of ways very derogatory. So uh, pass on those. Uh, you know, this is not this is not somewhere you're gonna pick up good vocabulary. <laughs> okay, but okay, I had to reread that like Oriental like twice. I was like, wait, did I just read the word Oriental? And then I had to remind myself this book was written in 1982. But yeah, I was surprised when he read that and then I had, or he wrote that. And then I had to remind myself uh, that it was an old book. Also, okay, so let's, let's go back about the author a bit to to better. This might help explain the writer or what he wrote. Um, So this writer, um, I was just trying to look up his background. And it's kind of hard to find details on his background. He has several degrees. It says he's a well-known writer, has received several awards for his book series. Um, But it doesn't say what his degrees are in, except for the last degree he received in Berkeley was in education. His career, he's had some really random jobs working for Los Angeles County as a personal analyst some sort of training director. He taught anthropology and business for a year in Chicago. And then he spent like a couple years teaching anthropology, psychology, and business at some other college. Um, Director in management development. Uh, So it's just a a lot of random jobs. And yes, it seems he does have some background in anthropology. But I don't get the impression. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what subfield. If he has education in anthropology, what subfields he's focused in, I, so or even if he got an education. I mean, maybe he didn't actually get an education in anthropology, but somehow ended up teaching it. I think it's pretty clear from his writing that even if he doesn't have a degree in anthropology. He did extensive research into it while writing this book. Uh, I don't think that, it, like, because some of the things that he talks about during the book are in line with a lot of the old research that's, you know, pretty heavily outdated. True. But, like, he discusses, oh, I know this person was from American because of the way he spoke. And he starts going into de- detail about the syntax and rhythm and of how this guy spoke and he knows it's from this part of the United States, like from the Midwest and only someone from the Midwest spoke like this. Okay. And then later on he discusses uh, different body parts 
and oh, I'm a biological anthropologist, that's my focus. But I feel like, okay, if you're a biological anthropologist, are you really going to be so knowledgeable in linguistics where you can pinpoint what part of the United States somebody came from? No. Okay, so the reason I say that I think he may have a degree in anthropology is because of the way this is written. Now, looking at his background, he's from largely, he spent a lot of time in California. I don't know if he was born in California. It looks like he was born in New York. But a lot of his uh, his career has been spent in California. And considering that he at least spent part of that career as a professor of anthropology out there in California, and the character from this book, the main character, was a an anthropologist from Northern California, it makes me think that it was just a self-insert that he wrote as kind of a, a wish fulfillment. Uh, yeah, I feel like his background in anthropology is like maybe basic because I feel like anybody who who's really been in anthropology knows you're not gonna know I mean anthropology is such a broad field you're not gonna be specializing in linguistics and bio and archaeology is just well I mean true, unless you're a genius but like remember early anthropology was more focused on a holistic approach than uh, specialization it's specialization is a little more recent right so well I mean even even now even now, I'm I'm a bioant person, but I still had to take linguistics, and I still have to take archaeology and cultural anthropology. I mean, I still have to take those classes and have a basic understanding of it. I am not going to be specializing in linguistics, so as a bioant person, unless you, I, I I I feel like yes, it's possible, but how many people are really going to specialize that much in linguistics and still be a bioant person? Yeah, you're right about that. It's not going to be likely. The fact that he was so good with languages in the book is ridiculous, considering his specialization had nothing to do with that. Yeah. I was going to say, unless you're one of those people who just, like, pick up languages really easily, and I hate all of you people, uh, because I cannot... Don't worry, I love you guys. My life. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just extremely jealous, but, yeah, I just... I was like, dude, this guy knows way too much about too much random stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, that's why I say this is a Mary Sue character. He's designed to be good at everything while still being the ultimate sympathetic uh, character that everybody is supposed to relate to, except for the fact that he's so good at everything. Yeah, just there's not a whole lot of people like that. He's a fictional character. Yeah, he's a fictional character. Well, he's character. a made-up <laughs> character, yeah. I, I highly <laughs> doubt that the uh, the writer of this series is on par with that character and i don't i don't know if it was meant to be like i said i think this was a wish fulfillment book and then there was um there was that part where uh officer lao was like i think like went over um one of his statements and how he used all these technical terms of the body parts to talk about you know what part he hit when he got attacked and and I'm like, if you're talking to a, as a bioanth person, if you're talking to a normal, someone who's not within that field, you're not going to yeah, be using you know, terms. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I've met some, some uh, highly educated uh, bioanth people who just kind of go for it, and they seem to almost enjoy it when you're confused. 
I don't I don't feel like this character though would be that type of person. Like I feel like the character was meant to be a little humble. So why would you use those terminolo- that terminology with some police officers? Yeah. I Because then you would just be like you're alienating him. And I feel like you would have to further explain what you're talking about cuz they're not going to know mm-hmm. or chances are they're not going to know which body part you're talking about. Yeah, and, and you know, when you're using things terms like that with somebody who's not in the field, you know, you know very well that they don't have the background to understand that. Yeah, like I, if I go to my dentist and I'm talking about my teeth, I might be like my occlusal surface, but I'm not going to be talking to a normal person. Be like, oh yeah, my occlusal surface is, um, you know, I'm gonna be like, yeah, the tops of my teeth. Mm-hmm. So that I was like, who talks like that? <laughs> Later in the books, he uses um, he he talks about how he can estimate somebody's height based on the uh, bone measurements, and it's like, okay, so some of that's actually true. But how are you? Well, yeah, yes. There's you, I can't remember. There's just like you add or subtract something. Yeah, it was he. He used the femur. Um, yeah. To, to do the math on that, and I've I've done that before to estimate height of uh, some of the fossils. That but how is uh, so? I haven't gotten part of, to that part of the book. How is he? Is this a live person? He's got happened to get measurements on. Like no, um, this is a this is somebody who who died in a car crash or was assassinated and then put into a car and that was driven off of a cliff um i guess all they had was a piece of the femur some cervical vertebrae or some uh, thoracic vertebrae and something else like finger bones or something like that okay so it, it was like just a tiny amount of stuff and he's like oh yeah this person was that's the person that he one of the people he called a mongoid um mm. yeah, yeah, yeah wait how are you if that's all you have how can you tell if it's a quote-unquote mongoloid? <laughs> I don't remember what feature he used, but he, he pointed out a specific feature on wow, one of the bones. And I'm like, this is like, you're balancing <laughs> or BS. You're balancing BS with with science here. And this is what leads to confusion in the public. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't tell somebody's ethnicity based off one part of the bone that's 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 not how that works and even if you can tell ethnicity from skeletal remains it's not 100 percent accurate no and he they they lead you to think that it is 100 percent accurate and that if people have this feature this is where they're from when it, you know in the book it works out every single time but in reality when you think about emigration, migration, and, uh, you know, I mean, even gene flow, there are so many different features mm-hmm. that have been passed around the globe that would be insane to try and pinpoint somebody's ethnicity and nationality based on their uh, skeleton. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this was written in the 80s, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that there there is that to it. It's very schlock, if you, you know, if you know what that means. Um it's just a, a a dumb mystery novel, really, right? It's a fun, dumb mystery novel. If you don't take it as an educational piece, then you can get into it. But, uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, I got to keep reminding myself, it's fiction. It's not real. It's all made up. But at the same time, I feel like, especially during the time this was written, 
people probably read this and was like, oh yeah, anthropologists can do this with by, you know, figuring out ethnicity and all this stuff. Like, but we can't. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I'm I'm reading a little more about his bio right now. The book largely takes place in um, in Europe and in particular the city of Heidelberg. Mm-hmm. And of course, he happened to work for a university at Heidelberg. And it makes sense you're going to use your past experiences to write. Yeah, he just took his life and then augmented it into a book. That's that's what I'm seeing here. Like he he rewrote his life to be more spy novelly and fun. Yeah. Which, I mean, you can't blame him. I want to write a book to make myself seem more fun. But <laughs> one day, one day I'll get the chance to do that. But, um, yeah, I just got to keep reminding myself this book was made written in the 80s. I got to keep reading it. I'm I'm really curious to know all the interesting, inaccurate things he's said in this book, which I mm-hmm. get. It's a fictional story. But sometimes people read this and believe it. Yeah, I mean... Okay, so I, I'm I'm not even gonna say sometimes. I'm gonna say that um, some of the ideas that I've I've read in this book, I could probably quote from conversations of uh, like elderly family members, mm-hmm. like you know, I'm, or just going on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like okay, so you've definitely been down this track of of thought, and it's like not everything you see on uh, TV is real. That's the whole thing. It's like not everything you read is real either. You have to do your research. You have to actually um, try and find out what truth versus fiction is. I'm wondering um, what this guy's anthropology classes were like. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, ugh, yeah. Well, this was in the 70s and 80s when he taught anthropology, so. So it was par for the course. Uh, it was, who knows what they were teaching back then. <clears throat> well, we didn't have a great relationship with a lot of people that we uh, that we studied back, you know, further back in anthropology and the anthropological career path. Mm, I mean, to be fair, we still struggling with relationships. <laughs> we're we're working on it though. We're working. <laughs> Some, not all. <laughs> I gotta keep reading this. This is. I mean, honestly, I just want to read it because I want to see all the bad things he said. He writes. Oh, and in one of the bios, because I had a hard time finding information on him, and it all says the same thing. Um, this is his. Some of his books were turned into like a TV show. I want to say like ABC or something, but it doesn't say which TV show. Huh. <sighs> Hold on. Um, maybe I, maybe I'll maybe if I Google TV show based on Aaron Elkin's books. Let's see. Based on Aaron Alkin's book. Uh, it says Gideon Gideon Oliver. Oh, that's the main character in this book. Yep. It's an NBA, ABC network crime drama series. And it looks like... I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, maybe this is racist of me. But when I read the character, I automatically assumed a white guy. But it looks like the main character is a... Maybe a black guy in this TV show came out in 1989. Hmm. It looked like it was only out. Oh, it has five. It only has five episodes. So it looks like it streams on YouTube. I don't think it's anywhere else. Well, it was only one season, and 
five episodes, so... I don't know, but this picture of Gideon Oliver here makes him look real cool. I've seen this actor before. Yeah, he definitely looks familiar. Anyways. You know what? <laughs> I don't think they ever mentioned the main character's ethnicity, so... I think I just assumed he was white because it's anthropology, and especially during the 80s. I mean, still now, anthropology is a lot of white people. Let's just let's just admit it. Yeah. That's part of the reason you're, you're why we're wrong. focusing... You know, it's part of the reason why we're focusing on diversity and inclusion. But, I mean... Aaron Elkins is also white, and considering he's definitely a self-insert, uh, I'm thinking that you, you're probably on the right track. Maybe that was kind of a, uh, a casting decision made by the directors to make his uh, offensive remarks a little bit more palatable. Oh. Well, I guess we're going to watch the episode to see how many offensive remarks he makes. Maybe, yeah. I think... We're going to have to go through that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All in all, uh, reading this book to me felt a lot like watching a book that you like poorly made into a movie. <laughs> um, I, I, I just got to keep reading to see, reading this book to see all the bad things he writes. Yeah. No, and it- and I'm kind of curious to know if he was to, I don't know, I guess maybe I should look at, maybe at some, actually maybe we should read one of his more recent books to see how, um, if how he's, he's developed changed. as an author. Yeah, and, and maybe he's also developed further as an anthropologist um, to see if he changes the language he uses to describe people. Maybe that maybe that'll be the next thing we do. So yeah. I am curious to see if he would still continue to use that terminology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see if he's continued his education and kept up with the times. Yes. But yeah, I mean that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Uh I enjoyed reading it in a very uh, tongue in cheek manner. You just have to take it with a grain of salt. This guy was writing from a perspective that's a little bit foreign to us. Yes, very outdated, but I guess it makes sense for the time that when it was published. <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks for listening to our latest episode. Until next time, bye. Hey, everyone, thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode. I have a special announcement. Anthropotamus will now be selling merch. Now, 60% of the profits from this will be going directly to giving scholarships to students who need it. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more. Good night. Thank you all for listening. Distribution of Anthropotamus is in collaboration with the American Anthropological Association. Please continue to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Anthropotamus for our latest episodes, show notes, and book discussion schedule.